0: You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past, the podcast that focuses on inspiring you to move forward from what's been holding you back in life. Each week, we talk with clinicians, coaches, mental health advocates, and those who've overcome tremendous odds and now use their journey to encourage you throughout yours. I'm Matt Pappas, Certified Coach and NLP Master Practitioner, alongside Joanne Supressi, Author, Certified Coach, and Hypnotherapist. In addition to talking with amazing guests on the show, we share practical tips and insightful strategies that empower and encourage you to break free from anxiety, self-doubt, and the negative mindsets that keep you stuck. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. Hey, greetings, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, we want to pause and just thank our incredible sponsors, INLP Center, offering world-class online neurolinguistic programming and life coach training to people in over 70 countries. If you've ever considered becoming a coach or simply want more information on their programs, just head over to inlpcenter.org and to daily recovery support, interactive daily group calls in a safe atmosphere for the survivors of complex trauma, equipping you with the skills and information you can use every single day in your healing journey. Learn more about this affordable resource and get signed up at cptsdfoundation.org. Also, we're currently taking some time to evaluate the direction of Beyond Your Past Radio to make sure we're bringing you the type of content you want to hear. We've created a short listener survey that you can take that will help shape the future of the podcast. It only takes one to two minutes, it's completely anonymous, and we would so appreciate it if you consider sharing your voice. You can find the survey at beyondyourpastradio.com forward slash listener survey. So on today's episode, I'm talking with Amy Rushworth. Amy is the UK's leading confidence coach and transformational mentor. She works with women to ignite their confidence, fire up their self-worth, and get their sparkle back. While her work is primarily with women, her message is universal for anyone struggling with self-confidence self-worth, being stuck in limiting beliefs and old coping strategies that no longer serve them in a healthy way. During our chat, Amy shares some of her story as a survivor of trauma and the events that unfolded, which forced her to confront everything she had been struggling with inside, but hid so well from everyone in her life. She talks about how, after a move to England and starting her own business, new memories of her past trauma came back in the form of flashbacks, and she tells of how she dealt with those experiences and learned from them. We discuss the importance of gaining an awareness of your limiting beliefs and getting to the root of those beliefs to help unlock the potential of moving past the struggles and finding your voice and your confidence. We talk about how gratitude opens the heart and rewires the brain, which is essential in working to find your confidence and your self-worth. It's a powerful chat with Amy as she shares how she took control of her life found her voice and her true calling as a result of being open to her past experiences and finding the motivation to move past those struggles born out of the trauma and setbacks to truly be able to accept herself and love herself and her life and how you can do it too. So let's join that chat with Amy Rushworth starting right now. So, hey, Amy, welcome to Beyond Your Past. It's great to have you on the show. How are you? I'm
1: so good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And yeah, today we're going to talk about Um, living a confident life and how our beliefs uh, shape our reality and how we can overcome feelings of not being good enough and our past and all of this kind of stuff. But before we get into that, if you want to take a minute and say hello to everybody, that would be great.
1: Hello, everybody. So I am Amy Rashworth. I'm Australian but I live in the UK and I am a confidence coach and a transformational mentor and what that kind of means is that I help women to ignite their confidence to fire up their self-worth and to get their sparkle back. Sometimes we lose that sparkle as we go through our lives and things happen, things go wrong, we go through challenges and we kind of lose who we are. So my intention and my kind of soul's mission is to help women to reconnect with that part of themselves that they lost at some point. And I'm super passionate about this because this is exactly the kind of journey that I've gone on myself. And um, it's why I'm so dedicated and so passionate about serving and facilitating this type of work because I think it's really needed at the moment in the world that we're living in.
0: Yeah. And you're right. In this day and age, the stuff that you are 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 teaching and sharing, it is definitely needed now more than ever in today's climate, politically, socially, and in every event. And so why don't we talk a little bit about what we'll kind of jump into and you can explain exactly how we, what is our sparkle and how do we get it back or how did we lose it?
1: Yeah. I mean, so many things can cause us to kind of get to that place where we feel lost or where we feel stuck or where we feel like we've kind of lost that sparkle, as I put it. And I think a lot of this comes down to um, this core limiting belief that I see in so many people. I'm sort of yet to not see this in every individual that I've ever worked with, this belief that we're not good enough. And the problem is that when we think that we're not good enough to do something, it stops us from taking action. It stops us from expressing ourselves authentically, not only in our relationships but in our careers how much kind of, you know, money we manifest in our lives or our careers. It affects how, you know, present we are in conversations, what we bring to conversations. And like you said, that is, you know, politically, that is socially, that is in our personal lives, it's with our bodies. And so the reason I'm so passionate about confidence is because confidence is just kind of like the label on the tin. But what confidence really gives us access to is Speaking up, being who we really are, having a life that we're really proud to be living, and you know, expressing at the level that you know we used to when we were kids, when we were little babies, we are self expressed and we're happy and we're gorgeous and we're just being who we are. And when we kind of go through life and we get you know these experiences where we believe that we're not enough, or we believe that there's something wrong with us, or we believe that we don't belong that's when we lose who we are and we start pretending to be people that we're not. And individually that's not great but then collectively we live in the society now that is built on this inauthenticity and built on these masks that we wear and these expectations that we put on ourselves to be perfect and, you know, to be the best at everything in order to start. And so I kind of, in the work that I facilitate, want to help people to see that they Don't need to have it all perfectly together in order to lead or in order to be amazing or in order to step into their passion or into their self expression. In fact, imperfection, vulnerability, and making mistakes, I would say, are the backbones of confidence and the backbones of having really good self esteem and really loving who you are and having that sparkle on the inside that you really appreciate about yourself. So, you know, it's it can be a really tricky process unraveling some of these beliefs and some of these experiences, but it is absolutely possible. And I've seen hundreds of women that have worked with me through my coaching, through my retreats and um, the different programs that I offer completely change their lives based on doing this inner work and really working to facilitate and empower themselves with their mind and their beliefs and how they see themselves So it's really, really powerful stuff Um, and I'm super, super grateful that I get to do this work with people because it really is life-changing.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Whenever you can work with somebody and see where they are when you first start out working and you can see how much they're struggling and you can see the potential, but yet they can't see it because there are so many things that have happened in their life, be it past trauma or struggles in relationships or career or family or whatever it is. And then as they start to work through this and make sense of it and regain that confidence, which is something I definitely want to talk about, um, it really is inspiring because it gives you that hope that every time you see somebody make a positive change you're like this just reaffirms even more that you know change is possible and that there is hope to not have to be stuck for the, you know, your entire life feeling the way that you do without any confidence, without any direction, with feeling like you're not worthy and all this kind of stuff. So I definitely want to go down this road, but maybe if you want to share a little bit of your backstory, some of the things that you've overcome in your life that kind of led you to the point of wanting to be this type of coach and speaker and work with women, I think would be very interesting.
1: I'd love to share it. So, um, Essentially, my story began about six years ago, and I had ticked all of the boxes in my life that we kind of think we need to tick in order to be happy. So I had this glamorous fashion career. I, you know, had a loving family. I had an apartment on Bondi Beach in Australia. I had a boyfriend. Like, I ticked all these boxes, and I was kind of still left feeling like, now what? And what I had been doing was I'd been suffering with PTSD since I was 11, but I didn't know. So I was very high functioning and high achieving in terms of, you know, career ticking these boxes. Um, you know, I was a massive people pleaser. So I was always, you know, a really good friend and doing all the things that you're supposed to do. But on the inside, I felt very damaged and I didn't really know why. Um I would binge drink a lot. Um I would, you know, take drugs. I was self-harming since I was 11. Um and I just kind of didn't know why I was that way and I had a really really good um I guess ability to cover it up. So no one ever really questioned me. But I was kind of slipping down this really dark, slippery slope for many years and because I'd been so good at covering it up covering it up, I really didn't know how to have a conversation about how to ask for help or you know, even if I needed help or what was wrong with me, but what happened was my um, body fought back against me. So my mind was telling me that there was, you know, something wrong, but to not really do anything about it. But my body said otherwise. Um, so I ended up with pneumonia um, and panic attacks, and those things obviously are harder to hide. They're harder to conceal when you have to go to work every day and put on a smile. So. It was from that experience of being in bed for a month um, just thinking, just sitting with my own thoughts and really like evaluating where I was at that I realized that I did really need to go get some help. So I went into therapy and discovered that I wasn't just this weird person who had all of these dark thoughts um, and, you know, all of these um, I guess, like struggles internally. And actually I'd been uh, self-medicating for a long time. And I was really confused about this because we didn't really know what my trauma was. I couldn't consciously perceive it or remember it, but getting help was amazing because it was that kind of shift and that nudge and that leap that I needed to take in order to really start making some proactive changes in my life. And From there, I really got into personal development. So I started then working with coaches. I really started looking into what my values were and then bridging the gap between the actions and the behaviors that I was taking and the types of people that I was hanging around with and my true values and my true desires. And that kind of led me to having this full revolution in my life. So I quit my job and I moved over to London. And I started a business and um, I started the business that I have now and I started working with women first as a holistic health coach because part of my journey had been really working on like the way I treated my body and how I remained energised and how I respected myself through living a healthy lifestyle. And it was through that work and that kind of, um, I guess, revolution in how I was treating myself and really stepping into something that I was passionate about and being in a really healthy place that my trauma resurfaced um, in a series of flashbacks. And I was actually um, abused when I was young and I'd wiped it from my memory. Um, But because I'd done all of this work on myself and I'd had that rock bottom already when I was in therapy, I was in this perfect resilient place to be able to cope with this and to be able to process it and release it and i wouldn't have known that back in that rock bottom moment though in that back back in that rock bottom moment i would have just been thinking you know why me why is this happening to me like when is this going to end um and then with that hindsight i really kind of looked back and i saw how all of these dots in my journey connected and led me to where i was and the really powerful thing is that in the work that I do, um, a lot of women have trauma. A lot of women have really deep and hard challenges that they're dealing with. And I am in the perfect place to guide, mentor and support them because I have such a deep and profound compassion and experience for where they're at. And I kind of use my experience now to show them that you find that light in yourself when you're in the dark. And that's how I found mine. And that's what's kind of led me to being this really successful coach in London. I'm married to someone who's the most amazing person in the world. And um, I have this beautiful life and I love everything about my life now. And had you told me back then that I would have been living this life, I would have, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have laughed. So, I think, you know, it's really powerful to be in a rock bottom place, as hard as it feels, because it's a really solid foundation from which to grow and to evolve and to really find your strengths again. Um, I often say it's a much more dangerous place to be in if you're just kind of cruising in that mediocre space, because there's never a huge motivation to do anything. There's always the kind of comfort zone that's easy to stay in but sometimes when you have really really hard challenges and things that you just don't know how you're going to cope with it allows you to be motivated it allows you to really look at what's not working and look at how you can utilize that rock bottom or that challenge and transmute it into strength and power and to help and be of service to others and so for me, that's why I'm so grateful to do this work. But it's also, you know, really empowering for my clients, knowing that I've kind of walked this road and that they can too, and they can have whatever they want if they do that inner work and they really, you know, throw themselves um, head headfirst into that deep end.
0: Yeah, you are so right, and I just find it fascinating every time somebody mentions something similar to what you've mentioned about when you when you come to terms with needing help in some way and you seek out, you know, a a therapist or a coach and you start to dive into, yes, I have all these, all these things checked off on my list of what I want to do, or maybe I have none of them checked off. And I, and I'm wondering why, like whatever reasons drive you to the point of seeking out help you open yourself up to this healing of things that you never even imagined. I mean, I went through the same thing. I originally sought out help of a therapist for some relationship struggles and some self-help types of things. And lo and behold, it came out that I was a survivor of trauma between five and 10 that came out just organically you know, in a writing assignment. And so I, I think it's fascinating when you open yourself up to the possibility of 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 healing and being more aware of taking care of yourself physically and, and emotionally and, you know, healthy boundaries and surrounding yourself with, with the right people, all of a sudden your mind's like, okay, we're going to go back and and dig up this stuff again and work on this so we can really make progress. And I think that's just, it sounds just like what you, you know, it, it sounded so familiar to my story. I just kind of had to smile.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's, it fascinates me because The mind is just so powerful and we typically think of, you know, our mind as this conscious mind, but there's so many layers to the mind. And for me, as hard as it was having those flashbacks, it was fascinating to me too, because I thought why now? Why are you releasing it now? And upon reflection, I realized, you know, I was in this beautiful, healthy place where I was in touch with my spirituality. I was building a business. I was in the most amazing relationship that I'd ever been in. And I felt so self-expressed. I was living in London where I didn't know anyone. I could truly just be who I was. And I genuinely think that it was my mind saying, you know, you're ready to deal with this and you're ready to release this now. Because, you know, had I not released that, that would have stayed in my body. That would have, you know, blocked my energy and blocked my body. But my mind knew that I could handle it. And it was actually through that experience that I really got to solidify my confidence and my courage. Because I realized that I didn't need anyone, I didn't need anyone's permission to be who I was. And I could embrace my struggles the way that I'd done and the peaks and the troughs, and I would still find my way. And I'm genuinely grateful for every single thing that's happened in my life. I've I have absolutely no regrets because every single event, every single challenge or experience has crafted me into the person that I am now. And I genuinely can say that I love who I am. And for most of my life, I wouldn't have been able to say that. So if anyone's listening and this is resonating for them. I just really want you to know that you don't need to know the way out. You just have to take the next step and you just have to trust that the timing and the timing of the path that you're on is leading you to where you want to go and to where you need to be.
0: I'm curious and, uh, you know, we're talking about confidence here and finding our self-worth and kind of uh, putting putting ourselves in a position to, to heal and to really – Uh, be in touch with, with the potential and possibilities and embrace who our true self really is. And when you started to really, you know, as you mentioned, working with a coach and then our, and and with a therapist and you started to kind of blossom and, and you made the move to a different country and, 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 you know, a new surroundings, a new environment and a new business and a new, and a new relationship, did the confidence and the self-worth feelings did they kind of come naturally to you as you were doing this or, or were there setbacks and struggles where you had to maybe fight through some old mindsets that weren't quite going away? Or, or was it something where you were just so focused and driven that there was nothing that was going to stop you regardless?
1: I think it's such an evolving organic journey that continues. I wouldn't say that confidence is this destination. I think it's an energy that we embody. It's something that we feel inside. It's an experience. But depending what you're doing and as you, I guess, go through personal development and maybe you you level up and the game gets a bit bigger, you encounter new confidence challenges. So um, in terms of my confidence, it's been very evolving. I didn't really even think I would be a confidence coach. I knew I wanted to help women transform. I knew I wanted to support women and be of service, but I didn't know that it would be confidence. But the reason that it is, is because that has been my evolution. And that is really what people saw in me and were inspired by and what I knew how um, to do because I'd done it myself. And I would say it's the setbacks are part of the confidence journey, Uh, I would say in many areas that I am confident that is a direct result of having had setbacks in that area and failures and lessons. But confidence comes through going through those trials and tribulations and moving through that resistance and then eventually coming out on the other side. And when we do that enough times in enough areas, uh, particularly in the areas that scare us a little bit we create this track record with ourselves so we have a history of figuring things out we have a history of overcoming adversities and challenges and so the next time a challenge presents itself or something that feels really scary we subconsciously kind of call on that i guess muscle memory that we have with ourselves and say you know oh, i i'm capable of figuring things out i've got this you know and For me, I am such a high achiever. I'm an enthusiast personality type. I love to really push myself. I love to dream big. I love manifestation and I'm always, you know, thinking of the biggest vision for myself. And so, in order to do that, I'm not always feeling confident when I'm taking the first steps towards something that is a big dream but I have this track record of knowing that when I do things that scare me and I show up and I just give it my best rather than it having to be perfect, that I will build that confidence. So essentially, I guess it's like a relationship of self-trust with yourself and trust is built through resistance. It's not built through things being perfect or being smooth or problem-free. And so yeah, I think it's that evolving relationship of trust with yourself. You have to be willing to put yourself in the driver's seat of your life and take chances on the things that excite you, but also scare you.
0: I think it's so amazing when you can get to the point of looking back to see that track record because you know it's interesting oftentimes when we are in the midst of struggle or we've never started to heal or we never realized that we had anything to heal from and we've just been kind of going along. Uh, in life, and you know not really trying anything new or not really exploring anything or just kind of meandering along living life that when you when you realize that you may need to make a change and then you make that change and you start to see the confidence building, you can look back at all the times in your life when you overcame things, but you never had that kind of perspective before because you were never able in a position you were never in a position to be able to see that kind of confidence. That's something that I thought was just. That that was a game changer for me because it's one thing for a therapist or a coach to point out things that you've done in your past that, you know, you overcame and you are resilient and and all these things, but until you can see it, it doesn't mean quite as much, right?
1: Totally. And it's not always easy to see it because, you know, the brain is designed to point out negativity. Our brain is wired to see what's wrong and to see what's dangerous because, we need to survive. That is how it's programmed. So if we want to actively highlight the things that we've done well, or the things that we've overcome and have had a really positive influence in our lives, we have to have some sort of practice around that or a ritual where we actively celebrate ourselves and we actively acknowledge ourselves. And I mean, I am, you know, I'm not naturally good at this i am such an achiever personality that i'm always kind of looking to the next thing that i want to do and for me i have to really sit with myself and proactively every month look back at the month before and go you know what were you proud of what failures did you overcome um you know what barriers did you get through what did you handle well and really honor myself for my strengths and my potential and my performance even if The outcome hasn't been what I I want. So if I've had a really big failure that month or been rejected or any of those things, I have to have that practice around honoring what I did well in that situation, even though I might not have succeeded. So the same way that we don't get fit by thinking about going to the gym, we have to have, you know, action in order to make change. And so having an action or a practice around honoring and acknowledging yourself for what you're overcoming and what you're going through and what you're doing well is really, really, I would say, like super essential for building confidence.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. And I want to get your take on something too. And it sounds like you do this already, but I think it it bears actually saying it out loud. And that is practicing gratitude to see not only how far you've come and what you've overcome, but just how much different things are now than, than, you know, the way they used to be. And, you know, looking back, you know, like you said, every month or every week, looking back and saying, you know, what did I do well? Or what did I learn about this situation? Or, or how have I changed in this situation now, as, as opposed to when I experienced this in the past? And so I think when we are actively, you know, embracing the changes and the, and the confidence and the, and the self-worth, Using gratitude, uh, making a gratitude journal, um, however that looks like for you, I think is really, really important as well. Because when you when you practice gratitude, all the negativity and all of the, you know, uh, defeating thoughts really can't live very well when you are practicing something of being thankful for who you are and what you've overcome and where you've been, and also your your capability of moving forward.
1: Absolutely. I mean gratitude is a heart opener so if we look at you know the chakra system of the body gratitude is the thing that opens the heart and the heart is the first thing that closes when we have trauma or when we get rejected or when we decide that we're not good enough for someone else or for the world really so we want to close off but gratitude opens that heart and gratitude was the first thing that i actually did in terms of personal development. So before I knew, you know, who anything, anyone was or what anything, um, anything that was available to me in terms of growth, I was writing down three things I was grateful for every day. And that was when I was, you know, very depressed and very anxious and um, suicidal. And I would just find three things to be grateful for. And it's one of the practices um, that I still do. And I would attribute it to a lot of positive change in my life. And the cool thing is, is that it is available to all of us. Um, and again, it's a practice though. It's not just having an attitude of gratitude and going, okay, I'm having a really great time this week. So I'm going to think about how grateful I am. It's a practice that needs to be honored on the days where you don't want to be grateful, in the moments where you want to crawl into the hole and just, you know, go into the victim mode and say, you know, life's not working for me. It's so necessary in those moments and not only does it open the heart but it also rewires the brain and it you know holistically reduces things like envy which is at the heart of comparison you know and comparison is you know the antithesis of confidence and it's good for you in terms of your health it's good for you in terms of your mental health your self-esteem your identity how you see yourself And something I also encourage my clients to do is to practice gratitude for themselves and the things that they're really grateful for about themselves. Sometimes with a gratitude list, we can get really focused on the things that we have to be grateful for on the outside. But we also need to be intrinsically grateful for who we are on the inside and all of the amazing things that we embody and that we have access to at any time. And I think that this is really powerful because confidence is self confidence, right? So it's from the self. But what many people try and do is get external confidence from a relationship or the amount of money they earn or getting a promotion or whatever it is. And if we can't be grateful for who we are at our core, then we will be forever left wanting more and wanting the next thing externally. So if anyone here does a who's listening does a gratitude practice or you're thinking about it I would encourage you to also practice gratitude for the amazing person that you are.
0: That is so key and you know every client I work with gratitude journals are a necessity. I mean it's something that we start very all, early on and 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 it's something something that you mentioned that was that that is so key is not just practicing gratitude when things are going well, right? Because it's just like self-care, right? I mean, you don't you don't just do self-care whenever things are going great and all the bills are paid and, you know, you're on vacation and, and you're in a great relationship. You practice self-care all the time. So when you do have those struggles with a relationship or struggles financially or struggles with confidence or struggles in self-esteem or whatever it is, that rewiring and transforming of your brain and the habit that you're in of looking for, gratitude and looking for things that are positive and embracing your resilience and all the great things about you helps carry you through those tough times. So you can move back towards, you know, the. So, so you can move through those difficult times and then, you know, transition yourself into the next phase of your life, whatever that is. And so I think it really is, it bears repeating. Gratitude is something to definitely practice embracing what's amazing about yourself, but not just doing it when things are going well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it really is amazing. And so one other thing to talk about here is if I'm someone who's listening to this podcast now and I'm really kind of struggling to, you know, I have no self-worth, maybe I'm a trauma survivor, maybe there's been some other type of abuse in my life, maybe I'm just really unsure, Um, things haven't really gone my way, but I'm trying to really find my confidence, find some momentum, find a way to heal, what kind of of thoughts or, or advice or encouragement would you give to that person right now?
1: So, I mean, first of all, I just want you to know that you will look back on this time with awe and so much gratitude for the work that you're doing on yourself, and it's all going to make sense in hindsight, but in the moment you don't have the hindsight, so it's always, always about trust. And if we want to release the old ways of being that we've learned, um, the things that we've learned to be not confident we have to learn how to unlearn those things. So, at the root of uh, low confidence is always a limiting belief, and it usually takes the shape of "I'm not good enough," which is kind of the uh, way that we describe the fear of not being loved. And so, self love, self acceptance is super important, but equally, it's so important to get to the root of that limiting belief and the coping mechanisms that you have developed in order to cover up that limiting relief. So sometimes we develop people-pleasing as our coping strategy because if we fear we won't be loved and we please everybody, then maybe we will be. But what happens is that our energy gets drained when we come from these coping strategies because we believe that we're deficient and so we're constantly giving our energy away as we engage in these coping strategies, and eventually we burn out and we reach that really rock bottom dark place. So if you can get to the root cause of the limiting belief and figure out the origins, figure out the nature, figure out um, what the payoff is, the belief always has a payoff, whether that's to be safe or to be, you know, not found out. Um, And then work at deciphering what the cost is and really look at what the consequences of holding this belief are because sometimes when we create awareness around what that cost is, we realise that this belief is so destructive and that we can no longer hold on to it. And when we feel enough pain around the belief, our mind and our consciousness will want to release the belief because our mind and our body doesn't want us to be in pain. But we really have to kind of get an awareness of the extent of that pain in order to release it. Coaches will obviously always help you through this. um, But if you're somebody that wants to kind of have this in a self-led practice, I actually have a free PDF on my website that you can download. And it's just questions that you can move through um, in a roadmap um, in a specific order to gain some clarity and awareness around your limiting beliefs and learn how you can replace those beliefs with more empowering beliefs that will help you to feel more confident and loving towards yourself. Um, And from there, that's a really good place to heal from. It's, you know, it's always about self-awareness because if we want to go somewhere, we need to know where we are right now. Um, But if you are listening and you're in a really dark place and you're struggling, just know that each step that you take makes a difference and a re-threading is happening and healing is happening. And you don't need to put yourself under pressure to know 20 steps, you just need to take one. And one is enough, and you're enough. So that would be my advice, look at limiting beliefs, you know, have compassion and embrace yourself in this kind of energetic healing journey. And just know and just trust that your path is unfolding as it's meant to.
0: So well said, and I think something you you said really uh, just struck a chord with me. And that is checking in with yourself to see, you know, what does this decision really mean for me? Is there, you know, what are the downside, you know, what what are the potential downsides or or a uh, potential adverse effects of feeling or you know going down the path that that I'm already going down? That can help you reaffirm and kind of help continue to drive you forward and give you momentum and motivation to make those positive changes when you can look back and say, well, wait a minute, I've spent the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years living this way, and it's comfortable and it's familiar, but where's it gotten me? So now I'm looking at this really uncomfortable situation and I'm trying to embrace confidence, which I've got none of, and I'm trying to find self-esteem, which has been shattered and all this stuff, but what's the alternative, right? Um, do, do I want to keep going on for the next 30, 40 years of my life living the same way, or, or do I want to take a chance on myself? And see what might happen, and really, and you know, and just say, "Hey, I'm worth trying to to uh, live a different lifestyle, to look at myself differently, to embrace the possibilities instead of dreading the potential outcomes."
1: Absolutely, I mean that word stuck comes up with almost every client that I speak to, and in my online confidence academy, one of the big breakthroughs that the women tend to have is when they realize that their coping strategies are in direct opposition to their deepest desires and their values. So, you know, in in the academy, they create a list of their deepest desires and values and the things that they stand for and the legacy that they want to lead. And then they look at their limiting beliefs and they figure out what those are, because often they're hidden and sinister and not really that obvious to you until you start working with a coach. And they realize, like, wow, this, this need that I have for security because I don't believe that I belong is actually completely inconsistent with this dream that I have of being a powerful leader or being someone who's in love. Like, how can I be in, you know, an amazingly loving relationship if I'm not willing to embrace uncertainty at times or vulnerability? or if I want that deep connection in my work and my career and finding what my purpose is, I'm going to have to step out of some of these coping strategies and some of these limiting beliefs. And it can feel really, really tough because like you said, it's a lifetime of practice. It's a lifetime of being in a comfort zone. And so it doesn't feel very comfortable when you step out of it. But Like I kind of previously said, it is through that resistance and almost sitting in that waiting room and sitting in that uncomfortable space that we get to start connecting to the things that we really want. And when we're nourished in all areas of our lives, so our values and we have fulfillment in our relationships and the other areas of our life, we start to feel more confident as a byproduct.
0: Amy, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Your, your, your insight, your words of wisdom, your encouragement is just incredible. And I know there's there are a bunch of aspects of our conversation that we didn't get into. So I think it would be really cool to bring you back and, and dive into some of these specific strategies even more um, on another show. But for now, um, if you want to share where everybody can find you, if they're interested in your in your programs, your resources, your coaching, all that good stuff, that would be great.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. So my website is amyrushworth.com. And on Instagram, I am This is Amy Rushworth, um, But you can basically find everything, all my resources and my content over on my site, amyrushworth.com.
0: Thanks so much, Amy. This has been amazing. And uh, I can't wait to do it again.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should supersede the direction of a medical doctor or any mental health professional. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. We would sure appreciate it. Also, please consider sharing this episode with someone who may find it helpful. If you would like more information on working with Matt as your coach, just head over to beyondyourpast.com and schedule your free one-hour chat. If you'd like to learn more about working with Joanne as your coach, please check out joannesupressi.com and contact her for more information. We're always on the lookout for new guests. If you're interested in joining us on an upcoming episode, just head over to beyondyourpastradio.com and contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.